0: Welcome to the Ask a Spiritual Director podcast, where spiritual directors answer your anonymous questions about all things related to spirituality and the spiritual life. I'm Samuel Ogles.
1: And I'm Kimberly Pelletier.
0: And in addition to being spiritual directors, we are both writers and speakers, and we do live events in the Chicagoland and Midwest area. So we want to tell you about a few things we're working on. On my end, I have some upcoming Enneagram workshops, and Enneagram fall series of workshops in the Chicagoland area. Those will be happening in September and October. If those are of interest, uh, there will be links in the show notes. I also have a new Enneagram newsletter called Anything You Need, and there will be a link to that too if you're interested in reflections and going deeper on your Enneagram knowledge and know-how. And Kimberly, what are you working on?
1: Uh, this fall, and October 19th in the morning, I am hosting a mindfulness and meditation retreat. Where there'll be both learning and experience. Um, so you'll learn about meditation and mindfulness, and also experience it in different forms. So you'll take home lots of tools. So if that's interest to you you can check out a link i'll put in the show notes for that as well i'll also have a link to my website so if you're planning your ministry year and are looking for a speaker i speak on various topics which is all in uh, on my website as well so i'd love to hear from you we're really great in person
0: <laughs> enjoy the episode <laughs>
1: In this episode, we explore the question, can a Christian date a non-Christian? This is episode 14.
0: So, should a Christian date a Mm non-Christian? We usually start with like, what's, what's the question behind... The question, you know, it seems like, uh, is it okay Mm -hmm. to do this? Maybe in asking for permission or something. Um, But those would be the kinds of things I'd want to try to delve into deeper. If this person were sitting, um, you know, across from me, spiritual direction. Um, I wonder about if an easier way to delve into this is just maybe talking a bit about kind of. where people find themselves in culturally mm-hmm. and in the church and demographics. At least that's something that comes to my mind. Yeah, I'll say more you. about that. Okay. Interesting. So what comes to mind is I, I have noticed there tends to be more women in church than men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there are a lot of women, certainly not all, but I think that there is a portion of the Christian population that has – through purity culture and other things, kind mm-hmm. of been promised, if you are faithful and you wait, right, um, someone will show up for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that many people are feeling that it's kind of a numbers game. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, and that that can't be true for everyone if there are a lot more females than males. Right in the church environment. Right. So that's something that comes mm. to mind, and. Uh, I wonder if that is part of this question or what's mm. behind this question too. Right. Because
1: for a certain amount of people playing a numbers game, if you, if, like you said, for a certain number of people, mm. that will work and that promise will be fulfilled. Mm. And just by numbers, there are a certain amount that it won't work for work you know so to speak i say that with air quotes that you can't see <laughs> mm-hmm. but like it will work or not work and so you have those for those for whom it works they are fully then well this is the right thing right because mm. it did work
0: yep. feels and validating. i am proof
1: yeah and it feels validating and then you have for those that doesn't work they begin to um Change their ideas, or reconstruct ways of understanding, or um, Mm. become, you know, just kind of jaded or Mm. just annoyed at Mm. certain cultural um, cultural ideals. Yeah, Uh, you know, Christian subcultural ideals is, I guess, what we're really talking about here. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I have a sense that there's some people who feel, yeah, that it's an unfair expectation, or feel kind of burned by. Yes. Right, how it was set up and, like you said, kind of jaded
1: about the result. Yeah, I've definitely seen that.
0: I I definitely know lots of people who are very happy Mm -hmm. being single. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there are people who look to date outside of uh, the Christian faith tradition, um, not because they are um, short on other options, but just they choose some other reason to Mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. So... I don't want to negate either of those right. stories.
1: That all is in there for mm-hmm. sure. In thinking of this question, if I'm sitting with a directee and this is brought to spiritual direction, mm. um, I think, you know, obviously, I, I think it's obvious if I'm sitting there with someone I'm going to... S- is this rhetorical, <laughs> or is this something that you know, ah, you have somebody in mind kind of thing? Yeah. Um, and they don't fit some sort of pre constructed idea of what you thought somebody should be like, mm. you know. Um, and a majority, I would say, of my directees are married, um, but not all, mm. um, just more of a percentage. Um, and so it, it has come up, um, dating has come up. I can't say this particular issue has come up but i'm thinking of it through that lens and uh and i think i mentioned this in a previous episode but there was um i'm thinking of a session i had with someone or a few sessions actually um where we really dove into the idea of dating as spiritual practice Hmm. and it kind of blew open some ideas for this directee um because they had just not thought of this before. This person was online dating and interested and um, and was a little bit testing, like, are you going to judge me for that, <laughs> you know, all that. And oh, I yeah. thought, not at all, you know, um, that was not what I, but once I realized that that was a little bit part of the subtext, um, you know, um, I thought that is not part of it. But then how do you, how do you fully engage that? Like, how do we embody you know, if we're people who believe in some sort of incarnational reality in the world, like my embodying my life matters to a full extent, and now I'm online dating, you know, what is what do I do with that? And so mm-hmm. we talked about dating as spiritual practice. And so I'm thinking of that as I was like reading this or listening to this question, um, what does it mean to really fully show up in all the parts of my life? Like if If my whole life is, if I don't think the spiritual and the uh, material are really separate, then what does it mean for dating as well to get out of the taboo corners? Mm. You know, whether it's these kind of questions of Christian, non-Christian, or online dating, dating, or, you know, all of these things to pull it into the light and just look at it. And um, for this particular person with the online dating, it brought this person much more present, like, oh, I mean, I need to fully respond to people. Just even that. I mm. I need to not just brush people aside because, oh, they're kind of a, a faceless or an icon on a screen. Mm. There's a human behind these words. And if I'm going to embody my life as a spiritual person, however you want to say that, you know, um, mm. I need to treat this other person with, with dignity, right? I need to treat this other person and honor them. And I'm going to do my online dating as spiritual practice and I'm gonna fully show up. Mm. And I was thinking of that in this question and just wondering if we look at all of our life as a way that we em- as we live embodied people mm. on the spiritual path, what does that mean mm. for our faith to do that? You know, like to I guess to broaden that question a little bit outside of just parameters, you know, as if I'm a Christian, can I date someone who's not a Christian? Should I or shouldn't I? Um, But how do I fully show up
0: Mm.
1: in all of my life?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I hear hear you saying it's not so much a matter of um, thinking about dating a non-Christian as like an evangelization tactic or anything, right? That's
1: what I didn't even think of that.
0: (laughs) Right. But um, showing up in a different way, not necessarily how can I be Christ to this person, so that, Mm -hmm. right, some sort of spiritual goal is met. Right. But just as a, this is me being faithful to my own calling, is treating people a certain way.
1: Right. And being faithful to myself, to who I am authentically Hmm. um, in Christ, if this is an important piece of my path in my life, um, can I explore this openly and honestly? with another human mm. and and continue to be authentic and show up just as I am and say, does this work? Mm. Does this not work? Where could this be really hard? Where could this connect? Where mm. might this disconnect? And have a, a present awareness, a mindfulness to the process. Mm. Um, because, you know, I think back to my college days, you know, our youth group days, and, you know, it was, you just, you can't be unequally yoked, and that was it. You know, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of other stipulations too. I think I've mentioned in another we both shared some of our faith stories, you know. Yeah. So in some of mine, I'll say, oh, I don't want to say this out loud. <laughs> um, you know, do they speak in tongues? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right. I mean, uh-huh. that was like a real stipulation with yep. a crowd that I Check was in box. for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and wow, like, so we're talking lots of details. Do they, how often do they share their faith? Do they speak in tongues? Are they willing, maybe they're not, but are they willing to go overseas for God, oh. right? Like there was really all these other things. And so it really kept me in a mindset of checklists and um judgment instead of really even considering, <laughs> do I feel like I'm going to go overseas? Do I know? I don't know if that's going to be part of my life. Why do you know, how do I just stay present to my yeah. my own journey and what God is calling me? Does it matter to me if this person speaks in tongues or not? Right. I mean, I know we're kind of going down a deep hole there, but when it becomes checklist, we start to judge and it becomes very binary. And there's a way in which I can date like that without really showing up and being authentic, too.
0: Wow. So. Yeah. That's really good. That makes a lot of sense to me. It's really a different version of you know, focusing on the plank and some mm. it, oh, the speck in someone else's eye. Wow. Rather than having to look internally at, at something.
1: Right. I didn't think of it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it feels kind of ugh, right? It looks nice and mm-hmm. I did it for years.
0: <laughs> and it can, it can feel very spiritual.
1: It can. Yes. Oh, well right. said. Yeah. Yeah. But is it, <laughs> is it fruitful? Right. I look at the people of that season and I think I'd love to follow up on all of them who did get married or who didn't and say, how was this? And what would have been more fruitful. And the reality is, um, and I should say, I should caveat here, and I'd love to hear your thoughts too. I don't think it's, um, well, I'm saying right now, it's not a real easy yes or no checkbox. I do think there's realities to ease and to connection, And I mean, like the spiritual faith aspect of your life Mm -hmm. is generally pretty deep. It's a deep aspect. um, Mm -hmm. And it's a way of being in the world in a lot of ways. And so that's a real serious thing to think about. Yeah. Right. I mean.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And values. um, Right. Shared values, maybe not necessarily in the Focus on the family definition of that <laughs> word. Right. But there are such things as values. And are you tracking on the same page? Right. Um, can you have a conversation with similar uh, vocabulary, like you said, connection? Mm. Can you actually have a connection about things that are meaningful? And if you identify as a Christian, yeah. Presumably that is a meaningful part of your life, a significant portion of your life. And right. so um, can any person that you are with, honor that, respect that, understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they have to be a Christian to do that at mm-hmm. all, but yeah, is that just to be mindful of those things and maybe some other other ways in which you'll have to do a bit more discernment mm-hmm. than maybe you would. Not that dating another Christian is automatically easy, right. but uh, maybe it does add a few other things to the equation that you would have to think about.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, when you just said automatically dating, because I I didn't think about this flip side and what you just said made me think of that. I mean, if we're just checking off lists, checking off this box, oh, good, they're a Christian check, there are so many things that it doesn't necessarily mean.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, the reality,
1: right? Like, there's so many things. So, really authentically showing up to our life and um, to another person and holding all that we are, as we discern, is this a person I can um, have a lifelong partnership with, um, a committed, you know, marriage with for a lifetime? Hopefully, like if I just check that box off, there can still be a bazillion things that are not an alignment. Mm. Yeah. Now, if I come and say this is a really important piece. This is when I authentically show up, this is a big part of who I am and it influences these pieces. But all of these, this is all part of who I am. These are all the different values and things. I feel like we're able to to look differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if they do check that box, it still may not may not work for a myriad of reasons. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's not an easy answer right. either way.
1: Right. Yeah. The box doesn't necessarily yeah. do it or not do it. Right. Right.
0: Well, and it occurs to me too, as you were talking about youth group and Mm -hmm. um, past, how would you say it? Like past um, frameworks Mm -hmm. for understanding uh, dating and relationship and Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, that, it sounds like yours evolved. Mm -hmm. Mine has certainly evolved over the course of my life. I think it's safe to say most people's Mm -hmm. evolve too. And culturally, they really do evolve. I mean, it was, it would have been Hmm. unheard of at one time to kiss someone before. Right. Dating, right. Um, That's true. Or maybe a little closer to this, it would have been unheard of for someone uh, like in the Catholic tradition to marry someone or date someone outside of the Catholic. And at some point, like it would have been unheard of for an Italian Catholic to date a German Catholic or something like that. So it is, that's not to say that because it has changed, it needs to continue changing Mm -hmm. or that change is necessarily good. Mm -hmm. But I always think it's helpful to understand some of the context mm. of that to say this the idea of what has been acceptable has evolved over time quite a bit right even though we might not all be on the same page about that
1: that's a very my sister would be so proud <laughs> <laughs> my sister the social you know she's a sociologist that she is oh, yeah. like i mean she just yeah just to look at it from that bigger perspective yeah. and notice how, how how society really impacts our, yeah. dis- our ways of doing this without realizing it. Yes. And to just acknowledge within the church that the society really affects us. Our social norms and social culture have really impacted that over the mm. centuries.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So am I hearing you say, I mean, it sounds like a matter of discernment. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not coming down hard Either way, what Sorry, it sounds folks. like. <laughs> for those of you looking for hardcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're right. a new listener, you'll be disappointed. And if not, <laughs> right. you'll right. you'll know the drill by now. Right. Um, so that's what I'm hearing you say, right? It's a matter yeah. of discernment. And there are other things to um, be asking mm-hmm. more than just, you know, do you publicly profess a certain thing? Well, great.
1: Right. 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 I think so much more than that. Yeah. And I think checklists can can cut us off at the knees without realizing it no yeah. no
0: so just to go a little bit deeper um, do you think that the the evolving demographics kind of what we talked about at the beginning of um, maybe there are more female Christians mm. uh, female females who identify as Christian than there are males who identify as Christian maybe there are lots of other Demographic things mm-hmm. going on. People are living and working in communities outside of their church parish community, which was not always the case. But now, right, most of the people you probably interact with are outside of that, right? Um, so, is there is there a place for necessity to hmm. influence this question? When how would you respond to someone?
1: Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> if I'm really honest, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a really good question. And I guess if I'm if I put myself back in the spiritual direction space mm-hmm. and I'm sitting with someone who's like, I'm I, I'm gonna say the word desperate, but I don't mean that in some sort of condescending way at all. Just mm. genuinely like, I really want this, right? And and like you, I have friends that are single who are like, I, I don't want that. I'm very happy, and friends that are single and want, you know, like, so yeah. So when I say, when I say desperate, I just don't want to sound condescending Mm. um, by any stretch, but um, just like I want this and there's no one around, what can I, can I expand my options a little bit? Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that, you know, I think it takes that discernment. I mean, to use that word and just staying in um, connection. I mean, if there's somebody that they've been, interested in, they don't fit the categories. I mean, as a spiritual director, I'm not going to give them advice to say, do it or not do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not going to say don't. I'm not going to say run after it. But if they say, I want to do this, I'm going to say, okay, so how do we do this? What kind of Mm -hmm. posture do you take in this? Mm -hmm. Right? How do you fully, how do you, like I said before, embody this faith fully? And we'd be specific when you're going out, so you're going out next Friday with this person, what does that look like? Yeah. How do you prepare your mind for that? What kind of, what kind of things that you do you um, do or not do? Are there some specifics, you know, that just for you, they say, this is this, I don't know if this person's kind of like this, I don't want it. Right. And so they don't lose any sense of self in that, but then yeah. also what kind of things do you want to explore? How do you want to show up? What do you want to know? Yeah. Um do you mm. want it to be deeper or not? You know, like I think we just—I think that's the direction I would take that, rather than coming down really hard.
0: Core. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And maybe if somebody's sixteen or seventeen, it could be different. If I'm really honest, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I I don't know. But generally, I'm not, in spiritual direction. That's not who I'm dealing with.
0: Yeah. I
1: yeah. Don't know. Good you know. Point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And to just to add to what you said. To also, as a spiritual director, be sitting with someone, and like we've said before, be the champion of the fact that the Holy Spirit is speaking directly to this person. Yes. At any given time, that right. it's not us in right. the chair, um, but that this person is fully capable of hearing yes. the Holy Spirit. God is fully present to them at all times and all places. Right. And so, trying to maybe encourage them and help them feel empowered to stay um, in a, a posture that's attuned. To that and yeah like you said like okay so how do we do this like how are you listening in the midst of this and, right um are you open to receiving a message one way or the other or right however it goes
1: yeah because i think when we drive that's i mean as you're talking i'm thinking if there's no safe place to be in here Right. If there's no safe place to like explore something that I'm uncomfortable or uncertain of, mm-hmm. then we either shove it into the shadows, right? Or we do it in the darkness, or we don't bring, you know, or we lose some part of ourselves because we didn't do it. And then we regret and we wonder forever. Mm-hmm. And so to really show up and be like, I'm going to enter a space that I'm not certain of, mm-hmm. how do I go there fully? How do I fully show up there?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so even when I said that about the 16 or 17 year old, my kids aren't that old yet, but it it may be the same thing even with them. I mean, I'm going to have different parameters and different wisdom as far as like, you know, maybe some boundaries and whatever, but like depending yeah. on their particular circumstances. But that is like, there's got to be a way that empowers them to be in these spaces and make those decisions and listen to the spirit within them. Yes. And um, that's essential because that's spiritual formation, mm-hmm. right? That's- and that's so much richer, mm-hmm. right? And so when this person comes through this and after ever many months of this dating experience or whatever, and they're starting to go one way or another, they're there. They're fully there. They've been there all along. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the journey and exploration. Right. Is often much more important. In, right. In what we're doing um, and how God is speaking to us. And right. It reminds me of. I made the connection with, I really hope it's Thomas Merton. I'll feel embarrassed if it's not, <laughs> but I think it's a Thomas Merton um, prayer. And um, I, he says something to the effect of, you know, I don't, God, I don't know what's going to please you, or I don't always know what's going to please you, mm-hmm. but I believe that my desire to please you itself is pleasing to you. right? Yes. And so if your desire is to enter something like this yeah. well and to please God and live fully into who you've been created to be and yeah. that it in itself is you know the attunement that you need
1: right and the remaining in that space mm-hmm. that's really good yeah thanks
0: this is our second to last episode of the season We've had a lot of fun. Uh, We'll be taking a short break, and then we'll be back in October with season two. And Kimberly, what can people expect in our next season? Whoa, whoa.
1: Okay, season two is gonna be full of guests, and interviews, and giveaways. So
0: all good things, all
1: good things. Don't miss it. Subscribe so that you know the day we're back on and you're ready and rate us so other people can find us too. And definitely submit your question. Please Um, submit your question. We love your questions. Some of them are a little more ho-hum and some of them are juicy and we love them all the same. (laughs) So don't, um, don't be shy. We'll have a link to that in the show notes.
0: And thanks for listening. Mm